Welcome, friends, to this brand new edition of A Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry with Pastor Brad Abley. We're delighted that you've joined us today, and we've already been praying for you, that you would meet the Lord in a fresh, new way. We've also been praying that you would be changed and transformed into the image of Jesus by the power of His Word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, let's resume our Know Your Faith series as we go through the entire Gospel of Luke, patiently, slowly, and verse by verse. Here's Pastor Brad. Well, very warm greetings to you, my dear friends, and I want to wish you and pray for you that 2022 will be a blessed year from the hand of the Lord upon you. And um, so we, this broadcast is airing uh, the first of the year now. We are in 2022. It's just amazing to me. And I will be entering into my sixth year of preaching on Voice of Hope Africa and my second year of preaching on Voice of Hope Americas. I want to thank all of you who listen uh, week after week. I want to thank uh, the, the leadership of Voice of Hope for entrusting this extremely important ministry to me. And uh, most of all, I want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus, who has opened the door for me to preach His Word in so much of the world, throughout Africa, throughout South America, throughout Mexico and the Caribbean, and throughout North America. It's even on podcast as well on Anchor and other podcasts in addition to that. So I just want to come in appropriately considering the message that we're going to be focusing on. I want to come in with humility and gratitude. As a matter of fact, before I came on air, I decided to get on my knees by uh, a chair in my office and just humble myself before the Lord to make sure that my heart is right before I preach the Word of God. I always do that. I don't always get on my knees and pray, but today I felt um, just a special need. Number one, to thank God for all that He's done uh, in and through uh, this ministry in 2021. But again, also just to humble myself before him because pride is a very dangerous thing. And today's broadcast, we're focusing on humility or pride, part two. Humility or pride, part two. The reason why I title it that way, humility or pride, is that every day, my friends, we have a choice before us. Are we going to walk in humility or are we going to walk in pride? And there are so many different ways that we can choose to walk in humility. Maybe it is not saying something that, um, just being quiet instead of saying something and and sinning with our mouths, um, praying instead of offering an opinion, 
uh, waiting on the Lord instead of getting out ahead of Him, uh, choosing to move in humility and love instead of in uh, an explosive temper, for example, or reacting against someone or yelling at them or being impatient. Can you see how vital walking in humility is every single day, all day long? We have so many opportunities throughout the day to choose to walk in pride. Now, pride is arguably the greatest sin of all. That is the sin that leads us to rebel against God. It is the sin that caused Lucifer to be cast out of heaven. Lucifer is a unique name of the devil and of Satan, and it it resulted in him taking a third of the the of the angels of heaven with him. They are now called demons or evil spirits. And um, in contrast to that, though, is humility, which is the greatest virtue, the greatest virtue. And um, in today's broadcast, we're going to talk about both humility or pride. The choice is ours on a daily basis. That is why, my friend, the Word of God is so important to renew our minds, to get our hearts right, to develop and build Christ-like character and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. If you look at Galatians and you look at the deeds of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, uh, verses 18 or 19 through 22, 23, you will see a perfect example of of a demonstration of pride versus a demonstration of humility. The more that I talk about this, the more that I'm convinced that this is the way to go in 2022. When we move in pride, God resists us. And we don't want Him to resist us. We need His grace. But if we move in humility, He will lift us up. He will exalt us. Amen. Well, before we go any further, let's first pray and ask the Lord to take over uh, this time for all of us. And we do that now, Father. We, we exalt your name. We magnify you. We exalt you. We say, hallowed be your name. You are so good to us. And you have opened the way through Jesus for us to call you Father. And now we pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in this broadcast and in and through our lives so that we can bear great fruit for you, Lord Jesus, and so prove to be your disciples. And then we ask, Holy Father, that you would give us this day our daily bread. We, we present ourselves before you and we present our needs to you. And you have told us, Lord Jesus, to ask and, and to ask on a daily basis. You call it our daily bread. That means that you, you see this as a pattern. This, the Lord's prayer is a pattern for us that we so need. 
And then we ask that you would uh, forgive us of our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. We humble ourselves before you. We stand in need of cleansing from you, Holy Spirit. And we ask now uh, courageously that you would search our hearts. And if you find anything that is not right before you, you, you reveal it to us and we will be quick to humble ourselves and repent of that sin and to turn away from it. But we know that that includes forgiving anybody that we have a complaint against. As Colossians 3.13 says, we must forgive anybody that has wounded us or sinned against us or offended us because we wound you, we sin against you, we offend you, we complain, we and we need your forgiveness. How could we then even think for a moment that we can't forgive somebody else? So we forgive them. And then we ask, Father, that you would lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, and now be exalted, Holy Father, through the preaching and the teaching and the study of your word. Change us, Holy Spirit, and transform us into the image of our blessed Savior, so that we may produce great and extraordinary fruit for him, both presently and eternally. And one day we will see how these simple prayers have done all these things that we ask. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we got into this, uh, this brief series in Luke chapter 9. This is part of our verse-by-verse -verse study through the Gospel of Luke that we are calling the Know Your Faith series. I believe that this is part 64 of this series. And don't quote me for sure. It's either 64 or 65, but I'm pretty sure it's 64. And we left off, uh, well, last time we studied verses uh, 43 through 48. Let's go over those one more time. Um, Luke tells us in uh, chapter 9, verse 43, but while everyone, actually, let's, Let's begin at the beginning of verse 43. And they were all amazed at the greatness of God. Well, this is because Jesus, God the Son, delivered this uh, frightfully demon-possessed boy and set him free from the powers of darkness, the unclean spirit. And everybody that saw this was amazed, Luke tells us, at the greatness of God. So they're seeing the power of Jesus. They're celebrating. They, they witnessed something that was, on the one hand, terrifying as they saw the activity of this demon, and on the other hand, exhilarating as they saw the greater power of Jesus who took authority over that demon and cast it out and set this boy completely free. No wonder... They were all amazed. But the thing about Jesus, my friends, is this. 
He is not impressed with man. <laughs> he doesn't, you know, when, you know, we are so impressed with, with great feats, great things of, you know, athletes um, doing great things. And, and, and we're, we're, we're too easily impressed by man. And the Bible says that Jesus didn't entrust himself to man because he knew what was in him. One day they're praising him, and the other day they're cursing him. And But beyond that, he needed, as he was moving now towards Jerusalem, we're moving in this part of Luke where he's leaving Galilee, and he is moving to Jerusalem to be crucified. And so he is letting his disciples know this. So he says... Luke tells us, but while everyone, this is the middle part of verse 43, Luke 9, but while everyone was marveling at all that he was doing, he said to his disciples, so he is turning and facing the 12, and he says in verse 44, let these words sink into your ears. For the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. Verse 45, but they did not understand this statement. And it was concealed from them so that they would not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this statement. My friends, it's not that they couldn't understand the statement. It's that they didn't want to hear it because their hearts were not right before God. And Luke brilliantly shows us this in the very next verse, in verse 46. This is where this is, he's revealing the condition of the hearts of these 12. Notice, and an argument started among them as to which of them might be the greatest. <laughs> oh, my friends, if we can just see how fragile even the best of us are, how if God removes his blessing from us for a split second, we can turn to be so rotten and wicked and evil. It's just, it's ironic and it's amazing that only a few moments before this, the disciples could not cast out this the demon from this boy. And here they're at, they're talking about, they're arguing over who's the greatest. Well, what could they claim, any of them, uh, of greatness? They couldn't claim a single thing. Anything that they had done, now they had cast out demons earlier, was only because of the authority of Jesus. It was only because of the grace of God. And so we should never boast in ourselves. That is a very dangerous thing. That is pride. We can rejoice in accomplishments, but we should always thank God for those things. And so what Jesus said to them was a very, very important thing. But they couldn't hear it because they didn't want to hear it. They expected the Messiah to be a military conquering hero 
who would defeat single-handedly the hated Roman army, liberate Israel from the Romans, and cause Israel to be the leading nation of the world. That is going to happen in the millennium, but it wasn't Jesus' purpose in his first coming. His first coming was to liberate us from sin, not from political domination. And when he liberates us from sin, that's when we are truly free. And the only way to do that was to take our sin upon himself. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's what this is all about. But the disciples, they're, again, I want to emphasize, their hearts were not right. They were more concerned about what they thought was going to be their status in the kingdom of God than they were about Jesus, who was humbling himself right before them, showing them the way to true glory is through humility and service and self-sacrifice. He paid the greatest sacrifice of all, didn't he? Now, what we see here in verse 47, but Jesus, knowing what they were thinking, see, they, they, <laughs> their hearts were not right. They were afraid to ask him, and they were ashamed. So they didn't let him know, at least they didn't think he knew, but they certainly weren't, weren't going to let him know you know, they were arguing among themselves, not openly in front of him. But Jesus, verse 47, knowing what they were thinking in their heart. Uh-oh. He took a child. And so this would have been a young child and stood him. This was a little boy by his side and said to them, that is to the disciples, Whoever receives this child in my name. Now, when he says in my name, he is referring to himself as God, God the Son. Whoever receives this child in my name receives me. That is, you are receiving God the Son. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. This would be the Father. For the one who is least among all of you, this is the one who is great. What's happening here, my friends? Well, what's happening here is that these men had the choice of humility or pride facing them. They could, someone could have stepped up and said, Peter could have stepped up and said, or Thomas, or Philip, or Matthew. Any of these 12 could have stepped up and said, wait a second, men, this isn't about, Jesus has already told us the importance of being a servant of all. This is not about us, it's about him. And let's not argue over who, who the greatest is. There's only one that is great among us, and, and it's our Messiah. But that didn't happen. So they chose to walk in pride rather than to walk in humility. Not a one of them 
said, hey, wait a minute, brothers, stop. Stop this argument. Not one of them stopped it. Because they were ambitious, they were concerned about their reputation, they probably were concerned about money because of a high position, they had let the spirit of the Pharisees rule the day in their hearts. This isn't the first time that Jesus said, the one who is least among all of you, this is the one who is great. But that's the disease that affects every, nearly every human being. It seems like so many people don't want to be the least of all, they want to be the greatest of all. That is not the way of Jesus. It is not his leadership. His leadership is to serve. And they failed this test dramatically. You know, it's interesting that I'm, I mentioned this last time that any child under the age of 12 in the Judaism of Jesus' day uh, couldn't be taught the Torah. They had to have been 12 or older. And so the adults thought, erroneously, wrongly, that it was then a waste of time to spend time with children under the age of 12. Well, Jesus completely turns that around, doesn't he? And he reveals to the people how important humility is by using a little boy who society did not value, did not think to be important. You see, my friends, here are the ramifications. If believers in Jesus Christ walk past people that they think are insignificant or unimportant or can't do something for them, they are living just like these disciples. They are grieving the Holy Spirit. They are not walking in Christ-likeness. They are hurting the body of Christ. They're hurting their witness. And what happens? We see this every single day in the body of Christ throughout the world. And the result is that the church is weakened because of that. Now, I'm not suggesting that, that all of us can walk in humility without any mistakes 100% of the time. That's not going to be the case. But we can be growing in the fruit of humility. And, my friends, as I demonstrated at the outset of this message, when we sin, thank God, our Father, that we have what I love to call the gift of repentance. That's something we should run towards and never walk away from or run from. You see, my friends, it, the gift of repentance is a gift. It is the Holy Spirit convicting us of our sin. And you know, He doesn't have to scream at us. He doesn't have to 
smack us over the head to get our attention. He just gives that still small conviction or he resists us and leaves us to ourselves. That's a, that's a scary thought. But when he brings that gift of repentance to us and we take advantage of it immediately, we say, Father, please forgive me for my sin and cleanse me from my unrighteousness, what happens? The Bible is very clear. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All of it. Isaiah 43, <coughs> excuse me, verse 25 says, I even I have wiped out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. The Hebrew word translated not is never under any circumstances. That's what God says about forgiveness of our sin in the Old Testament. Well, then there is... Um, Let's see, there is, I'm turning to Psalm 108. I'm sure you can hear the pages turning, but that's always a good thing to hear, isn't it? There's few things sweeter than the turning of the pages of the Word of God. In Psalm, uh, I'm sorry, did I say 108? 103, Psalm 103, and I think it's verse 13. Verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. You know, you've heard it said, I'm sure, that you can measure north and south, but you can't measure east from west. What is he doing? He is saying here, that when I forgive you of your sin, I forgive it completely. Now, I want to encourage, I think there are many of you that are listening to this broadcast, that you should forgive yourself. You just say, Father, thank you that you've forgiven me of my sin. I forgive myself of my own sin. Because if we don't, my friends, we can end up hating ourselves we can try to punish ourselves. We can get mad at ourselves. We can condemn ourselves. And if God our Father forgives us and reconciles us to Himself, why should we then hold the sin that we committed over our head when He doesn't do that? So He just declared Him, say, Father, I forgive myself and, re and release myself from all bitterness and anger in the name of Jesus. Pray that, my friends. You will see the life of God blessing you when you do. And now, when we choose to walk in humility all of our days and reject pride and move in the fruit of the Spirit, move in humility, as we step into 2022 and we live this way all year long, my friends, I guarantee you this, 
no matter how much hardship we go through, no matter how many tests, no matter how many trials, no matter how many afflictions, if we stay humble before the Lord, then we have His presence, then we have His joy, and then we have His favor upon us. And we cannot afford to to lose out, to miss out on any of those things at any point of this year. Now I pray that the Lord bring forth His healing power upon you. I pray that He would bring forth His miraculous provision for you in the name of Jesus. I pray that He would bring deliverance uh, to you from all demonic oppression. And Don and Liz, I'm praying for your daughter in this regard as well, in the name of Jesus. Father, bring her to her knees and deliver her and bring her back to yourself by your mercy in the holy name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Until next week, God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Brad, for this outstanding message and time of ministry. Friends, Pastor Brad and his wife Maureen need a prayer team. Would you kindly consider praying for them on a daily basis? Thank you for your partnership. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please tell others about it. If you would like to partner with him financially, please go to his website at bradably.com. You can also check out his two devotionals and his commentaries on Amazon.com. Until next time, we pray that our Lord stir you daily to have a greater heart after Him in every way.